This is Rich. This is Chase. Friends for three and a half years. Three and a half. That's right. Okay, uh, so Rich, my my first question to you uh, is: What was your what was your very first impression upon us meeting? It's funny because, like, at that point, and so I know that when we t- start talking about that stuff, we talk about the place and we don't name it. Right, right. But at that time, you know, we've had this conversation before where it was just like the thing, the things that were going on before that brought me back to, yeah, you know that, yeah, the training class. Uh huh. I wasn't trying to, you know, <laughs> fuck with anybody. Of like, course. I'm like, you know what? Let me just do what I have to do and move the hell on. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, <clears throat> so I remember seeing it was like it was Kadeem. Um, it was a few people. Dania. Dania. Yeah. And then and then you Jarvis and then you sat in kind of like the back. Yeah. But it was just like I always thought you were cool. OK. I'm like, OK. Dude seems real down to earth, mm-hmm. you know. Like when we all had conversation, I'm like the conversation was 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 a good combo. Yeah. So when my man Montel, who was sitting beside me, mm-hmm. like whatever he went off to do, that's what I was like, "Yo, Chase, yeah, <laughs> come on, yeah." You definitely forced me to move. Where I was sitting because <laughs> I was like, "All right, this is a cool vibe." Like if I vibe with anybody, it was just like, "Yeah, I could see myself having conversations with Chase." Yeah. And what it was, it was like that that conversation that we all were having. What was about like the uh, top five. Yes, the top five rappers of all time, which that, turned into a show. Yeah, <laughs> and then, but that was like a literally an all day conversation that yeah. we had, and it was like it was around that time. And after that day, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, this is my guy right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you? Same question. My first impression. I remember when you when you first walked into the room because you you came in like weeks after we had already started, right. and so I mean, me being who I am, if we're being honest here, when I walked in on the first day, I was like, okay. I'm looking for the cute boys who I'm going to get to hang out with for the next six weeks. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there were, there were some in there, but the, the pickings were slim. So I'm in the back of the, the class at that point because they had rearranged our seating. And um, I saw you walking. I remember you had on a red T-shirt. Never yep. forget that shit. Red is his fucking color. But um, I remember that you came in and I like my first thought, honestly, I was like, God damn. Because I'm like, that nigga's bad. That's the first thing I thought. Uh, and I kind of lingered there for a while until we met, like until we actually sat down and talked. Um, and I'm like, oh, he's quite intelligent. He's really passionate, this, that, and the third. And then you forced me to sit next to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when our relationship really started to grow. I remember we were talking and you mentioned, we were talking about like dating. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, a young lady you were talking to at the time, <laughs> and then you uh, then you asked about me. You gestured in my direction as far as it goes for dating, and I was like something to the effect of we don't you and I don't date the same, or like we something like that. And like I saw you think about it, then you then you got it, and you was like oh cool that's what's up, and then like you dapped me up. And I remember in that moment, like, I've never had that reaction before from, you know, other than like my best friend who I've known since we were teenagers, I've never had that reaction from a straight black man before. Like when I, when I come out to him, it's like, oh, it's all love. So that was that at that moment, I was like, okay, this could be a a bit of a different friendship for me one I haven't had before. So that was my first impression. You know, I was lusting at first because that's who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, next question Um, this one's a little deeper I guess next question when are you afraid for me 
Have you ever been afraid for me? Yes. Okay. Um, And it wasn't, I can't think of any specific instance. Mm -hmm. It's just a general fear that I have, you know, of you just kind of being out here, you know, as as you're getting your name out there and, you know, Mm -hmm. as things are happening for you, it's a, it's a general fear of being a gay black man. Right. And it's just like you entering into different spaces. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you, you might not know how you're going to be received. Yeah. And, you know, with me, I think of you, like you're my brother. Right. So none of, nothing else matters, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, okay, if you come in these, um, you know, these spaces and you have people who disagree or whatever the case is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, how's that going to, how's that going to flow? Right. The other thing that's a fear of mine, and you know, because we're both from similar areas is that same fear, but you know, you being in the South. Got you. 100%. Yeah. 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 Wow. Which which kind of segues to a question I have for you because I, okay. I know that you know we both are from the north but you know you moved down south and pretty much spent a lot of your you know childhood and mm-hmm. you know down in South Carolina so what are some of the differences that you've noticed and how I guess like not you were raised but some mm-hmm. of your experiences being down here it was uh, it was definitely a shock to me. You know, when I moved from Brooklyn to Florence, South Carolina, it was it was a big shock because honestly, like I knew what racism was. I knew what, you know, all those things were. I had just never really it was never in my face like that, you know, as a kid um, going to, to school. Like, you know, I, and I, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in Red Hook. Like, but there were white kids in my school. There were black kids. There were Asian kids. Like there were Hispanics. Like it, they were all different cultures. So we all grew up together, and we never like you know kids fight, right. but it was never about race. And then I moved down south, and I remember my first day having to go to school, and that was really my first time hearing somebody call somebody a white boy or a white girl in like a derogatory way. Yeah. You know, other than like you know just kind of like joking around or saying some shit like that, but it was like actually serious. And like everything was black and white, kids were like segregated on it. It was just, it was, um, I feel like if I didn't grow up where I grew up, that I feel like my my mind and my thought process might've been a little bit like smaller than right. what it is now. I right. feel like I, I, I was thankful um, and grateful to have grown up in New York where, you know, there were different types of people and you know different types of quote-unquote lifestyles and cultures it, I, I appreciate that because I think if I grew up down south like a lot of the things that I've done or have stepped out and had bravery enough to do I don't think I would have had right that to do see and I asked that question not only for you because that's another fear of mine mm-hmm. okay you know having a young son right 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 right, right. <laughs> who whose experience is right now you know, in the South. Right. Mine was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation the other day where I was like, you know, as a black man, <laughs> you know, the ra- racism is racism. Right. And a lot of, a lot of times you see what goes on in the South and you realize that nothing has changed but the year. Right. And it's just like, so that there's that same fear mm-hmm. that I have similar, you know, to you with, with my son, it's just like, okay, well he's here now. Right. You know, how do I, provide something different and be that balance let me that gives me another question for you actually um as a father Mm -hmm. where do you think uh that you excel 
and where do you think you need to do work? Wow. Okay. Are we getting deep now? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I excel from an emotional standpoint mm-hmm. for for my son. I allow <clears throat> I allow him to be himself. Right. And you know the things that he's feeling, not being judgmental or right. um, having that you know ultra macho type of vibe with him. Like you right. can't have these certain emotions or you know you can't express what you're thinking. You know because I want my son to be able to talk to me. Right. You know I want him to be able to feel like no matter what's going on, <clears throat> you know not just me as mom, that he can have conversation. Absolutely. Um, and that's an area, even at his young age, that I feel that I excel mm-hmm. is from that emotional standpoint, um, where I feel I can get better. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things where I feel like I can get better as a dad, and I'm trying to think of. <laughs> It's almost doing better for me. Okay. So I can do better for him. Okay. You know, because it's just like... And you think you need to be better there in that area? Yeah. Okay. There's there's some things that, you know, I want to be able to show him. I want to be able to give him some sort of blueprint. Right. In regards to, you know, the things that he's passionate about going after certain things. Mm -hmm. To be able to show him, hey, this is how you do it. Right. There's more than one path to... You know get it done so you know as a dad i always i'm always looking at you know how i can be better right because when i look at my son i can i can tell you know at those moments where he's really like looking at me and emulating and right right, um, right. trying to follow that example yeah and so while i think i set a good example mm-hmm. i feel like i can always set a better example gotcha you know, and again, especially when it comes to certain things like, you know, career opportunities and mm-hmm. um, just not being afraid to, you know, do certain things. Right. You know, looking at life in a different way, mm-hmm. um, you know, allowing him to realize when he gets older, not being afraid to take chances, yeah. to take opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can set a better example when it comes to that. Gotcha. So that as he gets older, he has something to look to and follow. OK. I love that. That's cool. I, I always appreciate your honesty with, with things like you're, you're able to really dive in there and like just go for it. And I, I also like the fact that, um, you know, a lot, as black men, a lot of times we don't when we're growing up. Those emotions that we have as humans are taken away from us. Right. And I think it affects um, who you really are when those things are taken away from you. So the fact that you give your son that freedom to do that, I think is wonderful. Yeah, because I had to. <clears throat> I love my dad. Yeah. Great man. Mm-hmm. My dad is also an older man. Right. So he comes from that era. You know, he grew up in, you know, North Philadelphia and was having this conversation, you know, with my mom not that long ago. My dad is great. Mm-hmm. He's wonderful, but he's very emotionally unavailable. Right. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so you, you notice like little subtle things. Right. And so being able to realize that, that it's just like, you know, she was talking about like sometimes like she would need a hug and, you know, he wasn't right. He didn't have the frame of mind to understand that those were things that needed to happen. Right. Because of the way he came up. 
where he came up right. and when. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I look at that, I'm like, okay, I want to be able to, you know, do a little something different, mm-hmm. you know, for my son. Yeah. You know, so that it's just like we're not repeating some of the same things, you know, from a generational standpoint. Right. You know, so it's just like my dad did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. You know, now I want to take the mantle and do an even better job so that Elijah can take the mantle and do an even better job. Right, right. And then continue to grow it from there. Yeah. Okay. How can I be a better friend to you? That's a that's a tough that's a tough question to answer because we we tell each other quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything. Yeah. And we know we know some very, you know, intimate stuff about each other. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I love about you as a friend, because I don't I can't I'm not sure about how you can be a better friend because the friend that you are, the brother that you are, mm-hmm. is exactly what I need when I need it. Because we know each other from the standpoint to is where, you know, if if I hit you up and you can text me and be like, ah, not today, man, I'm not really feeling it, uh-huh. then I can be like, <clears throat> all right, I got you. Right. You're not get offended, you know, not feeling yeah, any type yeah, of yeah. way. Like, why did you know he text me back? I'm like, nah, I understand where Chase is coming from. Mm-hmm. So let me let him have a, you know, have a couple moments. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hit him up in a day or so. Mm-hmm. And you know the same thing about me. Absolutely. You know, because I can get in, the, in these spaces yeah. to where it's just like, I need to think and I'm not trying to fuck with anybody. Mm-hmm. And you understand that. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's not one of those situations where, you know, you're constantly like pestering anything like that. So yeah. because we understand each other on that level, mm-hmm. that is the type of like friend and brother that I need. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like I can't I can't think of any of any way because like I said, you're you know, you're a great, great friend. Okay. But same question. Actually as as you were answering that I was I was thinking like, you know, how do I answer that? And first of all, I appreciate everything you said. Thank you for that. Um but I guess it kinda goes the same for you. Like I don't really have there's nothing I would have you, you know, change. Uh, you have definitely uh, swooped in and saved me more than a couple times. And, you know, whether it have, have been like emotional support or I just needed like company or just whatever, like you, you've definitely been there. So um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything. I would yeah. I, I would say keep. And, and I love like that, that we get to um, like fully be ourselves with each other. And the great thing as well is like we even deal with. Uh, disagreements and conflict well also I don't think either one of us really have an issue with like apologizing and like letting it be what it is and and truly moving on you know Um, I appreciate the fact that like you know we could you know maybe have a little tension to something you know one of us be like all right, nigga too far you know and and, and it's and it's cool and I I appreciate that and and the thing too is just like as you you know live more and experience different things you understand where different people are placed in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, right. you know, we're answering this question about one another, mm-hmm. but overall, I know I can be a better friend to a lot, you know, a lot of other people. Right. But it's just that a lot of these people don't have the same place and space in my life mm-hmm. because it's just like, you know, as I can progress, yeah, I want to have very few people who I can really say I can count on them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and not be disappointed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just like what I have with you and a select few other people. Mm -hmm. Can I be a better, I'll say, acquaintance to, you know, other people? Of course. Yeah. You know, but when it comes to, you know, my friends and the people I love, really love, mm -hmm. you know, I definitely, they, they, they get pretty much everything I have. Yeah. You know? I love that. You got any for me? Right. Yeah, this is this is a very recent question. Okay, uh, I'm mean, from like from recent things things that are happening now. What was your reaction, and how do you feel about Kobe Bryant situation? Uh, it's heartbreaking. It, it really was heartbreaking. It. Um, I still don't like fully believe it. Um, for those of you out there, this is being recorded the Thursday after. We got the news. So I'm, I'm days out at this point and I didn't believe it then. And I'm still struggling to believe it now. It's just, it's so tragic and it's so sudden. And it, it taught me a couple of things. You know, first of all, it reinforced, uh, you know, my thing where I'm always like, tell people how you feel, tell people why you love them. That's partially why I, I started this podcast and a big reason why on the cookout, I have that segment be nice asshole because I think it's really important to tell people how you feel about them. Um, so it really drove that home. But it also, um, I, I asked myself, there have been like maybe two celebrity deaths that have hit me like that hard. And I asked myself this song, like, okay, why, why is this hitting you so hard? And when I really thought about it, Kobe Bryant, like he, he let this like weird, awkward gay kid in on the conversation like at school. So what I mean by that is guys that I would like, never talk to because like they're jocks or they're popular or they're people that I would normally have to have an issue with because I'm I'm gay like I was able to have a conversation with them about something I love that they love which was basketball and the only reason I loved the sport so much was because of him you know I was never I never really had like a favorite team I will always say I'm team Kobe because I'm like no matter where he goes that's where I'm going you know um and so it gave me you know, a way to kind of talk to straight black men that wasn't negative, you know, as it normally would be. Also, um, it really was like a lot of the route to me and my um, my very best friend, me and his relationship as well. And so um, when I got the news, the first person I reached out to was him, like to see if yeah. he was okay, you know. Yeah. Um, so his death hits a little bit harder for me because he, he, not only was he legendary, but he, it felt like he kind of touched my life personally. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and it was just great to see the transformation in him too. Like just him, like I was like, this he's a he. This is a grown man right here. Right. Like, and it was just, it was beautiful to see his his growth and his transition. And um, I just think it was it was it's just tragic and it was way too far too early. Um, but it definitely has affected me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What have you worried about today? If anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's next? Okay. Um, you know, I don't want to share too, too much about it, mm -hmm. but you know, I will, I will say, you know, that in me taking some different st like career, making some different career moves, right? The one thing that I always have to think about and have always considered is you know when i'm moving right you know it's not an if mm -hmm. it's it's when where which as you know i figured out where it's going to what the next move is going to be right so the thing that i worry about that i've worried about that i've worried about today that is my worry almost every day 
is my son. Right. And how that situation is going to play itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because as a parent, you can always look at how you would like situations to play out. Right. But it's never, it, it, you know, it never goes 100% according to plan. Right. And so trying to get to the place where I'm comfortable enough because I know that these things are going to happen to do this and mm-hmm. not be afraid to do it. Right. So that I can give him a different experience, a uh, different life experience, different cultural experiences. Mm-hmm. But also keeping in mind that it's going to affect him in different ways. Right. And making sure that, you know, from a mental and emotional standpoint, that I'm always doing right by him. Mm-hmm. So that no matter what moves I'm making or what I'm doing, that I know that our relationship is always solid. Right. You know what I mean? And that yeah. he doesn't um, hold, that he doesn't get angry. Yeah. You know, or hold a grudge with, with anything that I've done or any decision that, I'm, that I've made. Right. Because every decision that I make, you already know this. I have him front and center. 100. And so I just, you know, as he gets older, I want him to, you know, understand and realize that, that different things happen in life, especially with the situation, mm-hmm. you know, is what it is with me being divorced, him living with his mom and, um, you know, her new husband. Yeah. And it's just like things will never stay the same or look the same. Right. Um, you know, so just, but making sure that, uh, he he's happy right you know and that he's living the type of life that he wants to live always knowing that he has you know his dad in his corner right that's what i worried about today and that's what i worry about a lot of days gotcha yeah okay yeah um what if anything um are you envious that i have like what's something that i have or possess that that you wish that you had You, it's it's two things. Okay. It's your drive and charisma. Okay. Now, I know I have drive. Mm-hmm. We both do. Yes. But it's your drive mixed with that, you know, charisma and character. Okay. That I look at you, I'm just like, yo, there's something about you that people gravitate towards. Right. And... You know, I look at that, and I wouldn't say I'm jealous or envious. I just I, I look at that. And I'm like, you know, that's really that's really dope mm-hmm. because it's taking you so many different places. Right. And you know, I look at that. I'm like, and I think the the crazy, I guess the the most the part where I'm like either jealous or envious is that you do it with so with such little fucking effort. I don't be trying, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, I really don't. you bitch. Because a lot of times I'll be like, I want y'all to leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like you do it with so little effort right. but people gravitate towards you mm-hmm. and it's a cool thing to see because you um, you determine a lot of times in the rooms that you're in and you don't know it you determine the temperature Oh, okay. because you know when we were working together <laughs> and those days where you know you weren't feeling it right you're at that point you're in your own space and in your own mind right and so you know we're giving you space to do you and to be who you are right but at the same time because you're in that space you're not understanding what's going on around you right and 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 the mood is a little wow because you know the jokes weren't flowing yeah but then 
when you were, you know, out of it and you were chase. <laughs> Got you. The room was different. Got it. So it's just like, I think that's the thing that I'm most envious of. It's just like you changed the fucking temperature of mm-hmm. rooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've never. But now that you say it, like I'm thinking back and I'm like, yeah, that kind of was. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's that's interesting. I think for you, um, something that you have uh, that I'm envious of is that that calm thing that you have. Like I I'm in a space where I am. Um, I don't feel like I have a whole lot of peace, you know, like inner peace. Uh, but you have this thing, man. Like, and it's just like even like today, like before you came over here. Um, with everything I have going on, I was in a little bit of like a, oh my God, oh my God, kind of headspace. And um, I started getting like a little panicky, a little weird. And then, you know, I opened the door and like, you know, you're sitting, I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you just have this this way. And like, I wish that I, I had, I had that. That's funny. Cause I think I mask it well. Yeah. Cause like sometimes I'm going through it. But you make the people around you feel so calm, though. And that's so, that's insane. And then, but sometimes internally, I'm like, that's the last thing that I am. What are you, like, what are you, um, in those moments, like, what are you feeling? Like, what's what's going on when, like, you are, like, dark? And What is that for you? It's a lot. It's a lot. Why, why, are you, why are you dark in there? Like, what does that look like for you? That's a very loaded question because, you know... I kind of go back to <clears throat> really my time, this is 2020, the last six to eight years I've spent in North and South Carolina. It's where the the craziest shit has happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, to, to me and, you know, some of the people I love. Right. Where it's just like, Sometimes I find myself in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sense of deja vu. Got you. Where it's just like I've been here before. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was never going to feel this shit again. Yeah. And so that that's when I'm at, you know, those 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 dark places where I'm just like, you know, I got to kind of shake this, but I don't know how to. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. If I know that I'm in that space, like I'll just I'm going to I'm going to do what I have to do to yeah. you know try to fix it. If that means I got to spend, you know, moments and days by myself, you know, not mm-hmm. seeing people or answering the phone or yeah. responding to texts or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it because I'm trying to put myself in a place where it's just like, all right. Yeah. You know, let's let's kind of take a step back. But there's been a lot that's happened. Mhm. Sometimes I take inventory and I realize just how much I've been through. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm hard on myself. Right. And so there's a lot of times where I'm just like, I haven't done enough. Mm-hmm. There's more to do. Right. Always. Like I have this incessant drive to be great. Right. I was <laughs> thinking that earlier when we were talking about some of the stuff that you want to do. And I'm yeah. like, he's always chasing something. That's what I was thinking about. But I love it. And that piece of me, you know, will never stop. Mm-hmm. But... Because I have that drive to be really great, mm-hmm. there's also those really dark moments. Right. 
you know, there's a lot of, you know, when you talk to people like that, that have the same drive, there's really no in between. Right. Either you're, you're really up Mm -hmm. or it's just like, you're really down because you're so hard on yourself. You feel like you always need to be doing more. Right. Right. And accomplishing more. (laughs) Man, preaching to the choir. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) So sometimes it's complex and I don't feel like explaining it to people like that because I'm just like, just give me a second. And that's why I'll go back to, you know, that question that you ask about how you you could be a better friend because Mm -hmm. you understand those ebbs and flows that I have. Right. And it's just like, yeah, today's not a good day, dog. I'm going to holler at you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's fine. I totally get it, you know. But I also like that, you know, I think for both of us, and only the only, only other person that's done this in my life has been my mother. So it's it's quite, um, it's cool that you do this. Um, when I'm in that in that space, and I'm kind of just like to myself doing my thing, you know, like she would like, you know, first day she'll leave me alone, cool. Second day she might leave me alone. Third day she might like peek ahead in the room, you know, just make sure I haven't like slipped my wrist and shit. And then, you know, by like day four or whatever, she'll, she'll come and be like, all right, you know what's up this it's time to like you know help you out of this you do the same thing you'll give me like some time and then after a while you'll be like nah i'm coming to sit on the couch i'm coming to i'm I'm pulling up and i realized the other day i was sitting i was talking to a guy that uh, was showing some interest in me and i was like listen man like all that is great but in, in this time in my life i need people i need a guy who's gonna pull up for me like i need like if 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 I need something, it could be just something as simple as like, yo, I had a rough day. I'm just about to go home and like crash and like take a nap. Like the type of nigga I want, I need you to like show up at my door, showered in your pajamas. Like, yo, I'm gonna lay with you. Like that's the type, cause that's the type of thing I would do. You know what I'm saying? So I love the fact that like you will pull up in a brotherly way and be like, yo, I'm coming to, to see about you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I really do. Cause sometimes I don't know how to... um when you're in that space sometimes you don't really know how to like be like yo somebody come in here and get me like you don't know how to you know say that yeah so it's cool that you you can sense when to do that and when not to yeah because that's important right because <laughs> sometimes it's just like no i'm just, just leave me alone yeah please. i need to recharge please i need quiet are you okay no i'm not i can't explain why i'm, I'm not okay <laughs> i just know i'm not got this feeling so just leave me be and right. I'm, I'm, i'll be right with you <laughs> you know what i'm saying right but um question for you okay do you feel that you've achieved happiness no that's a quick no what's left um honestly my my biggest thing at this point is my inner peace that is my biggest thing i cannot like i can't be happy about any of the things i'm doing right now Mm -hmm. and i know there's some some really great things that's happening i can't even be excited about it because i am so like in turmoil on the inside right now like i'm just like i feel like you know, a dam has like broken and I am trying to like repair it with, you know, tape. Like that's what it feels like. And I'm just like slapping tape on until, you know, so I'm trying to like, you know, get that together. I think that's the biggest thing standing in the way for me is like, is that because that opens the door to, to everything else that I'm going to, that I'm going to need. So, you know, I, I do want to get back to like, you know, my health and fitness the way that I like to, but when you're in, like a depressive state like it's like it's so much just to get out of the bed right and like show up at work in the morning and then you know work on these shows and stuff and so gym what i don't have like i'm it's everything i, I could do to get up so um, i'm just it, it opens the door to so many things so I, I need that that inner peace is what's holding me back from being 
from being happy for mm. sure for sure i am on paper like i don't really have much that you know is bad in my life you know i don't i've been happier with far less mm. That's I've, real. I've been happier with far less and um i just i gotta figure this out i gotta figure it out so yeah yeah, yeah. i'm working on it though I promise. This is good, man. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, what is your? Um, I, I'm so fascinated with your um, your relationship with your son. I don't think I've seen. I certainly didn't get to have a relationship like that with my father. That you know, shouts out to him for at this point he's he's making an effort. But growing up, I didn't have that. Um, but you are very bonded with him. You're very, very present in, in his life. Um, and I know, like, as parents, you think about, like, the future and stuff for your kid and, like, what, you know, what you may want for them. Um, what is, in your dad mind, what is your biggest fear for your son? Biggest fear for my son. Mm-hmm. Biggest fear. Um, <laughs> and I know we can go with the whole, like, you know, we talked about it, like, him being a black man, but I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear for him at this moment is him not walking in whatever purpose he has. Right. Yeah. What I mean by that is I want him to find his. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things and a lot of situations and times where people, you know, especially parents or guardians or whoever want to place things on you. Yeah. And say, well, I see you as this, or I see you as that. Right. Or I see you here, see you there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot to discover. Right. You know, there's a lot to get to know about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, in the types of spaces that he's growing up right now, a lot of times they can be very restrictive spaces. Right. And so, right now, that's my greatest fear. I just, you know, I don't want him to feel in these spaces that he has to go a certain way mm-hmm. that there's a there's a lot of different things that you can do out here get in tune with yourself mm-hmm. I'm going to allow you to have that space yeah to find who you are to find what you're passionate about you know part of my job as a, as a as a dad is to expose him to a lot of different things right so that he can get a taste for a lot of different shit mm-hmm. and once he starts to develop those passions mm-hmm. to go after those right and to not waste any time doing it yeah yeah find what you want to do mm-hmm. and go after it like you've never gone after anything before mm-hmm. find your happiness and that's my fear for him right now is that okay and I think you know that's my fear for my friends mm-hmm. you know the people that I love Mm-hmm. That they that they will leave this life not finding their purpose because we only get one shot at this, right? You know what I'm saying? We're not coming back. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> find what makes you happy. Find your purpose. Walk in it and go. Yeah. Do you feel that for yourself at all? Yes. It's just like what I what I you know mentioned to you before. Mm-hmm. It's how I wanted to give him the blueprint. Mm-hmm. I can't give him the blueprint if I haven't walked in it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so, yes, I do have that fear for myself because I'm just like, and especially 
you know, when you've really been through a lot of things, yeah, you know, you you've experienced multiple setbacks, right? You never want your kids to go through, you know, the things that you have. Yeah, you kind of want them to like walk on easy street a little bit, but yeah. you know that shit is not going to happen. It doesn't happen like that ever. Mm-hmm. You know, so at least you know I want to know that I'm doing what I need to do so that he can see and witness those things. So yeah, I have that fear for myself too. Hmm. You know, and th- and that's part of my that's part of my drive. What what gets you out of bed in the morning? What makes you what makes you get up and, and do life? The chase. Okay. I'm so flattered. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like right now I'm um I'm, I'm chasing something. Yeah. You know, so the things that get me out of bed in the morning, you know, of course are being a wonderful father to my son. Mm-hmm. But knowing that there's something out there that I have yet to achieve. Yeah. That I have yet to accomplish. Mm-hmm. There's people out there that I have yet to impact. Right. So it's just like I haven't accomplished anything yet. Got you. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. how that's how I look at it. Yeah. And so that that's the that's the drive that I have. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I feel that I was put here to inspire, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help cultivate change. And I haven't done it yet. Not to not to my standards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what gets me out of bed. And it will continue to get me out of bed because those are those are, you know, you never hit your 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 target with that. There's right. always, you know, people to inspire. There's always things to do. There's always something to go after. Um like I said, I haven't done it yet. Okay. So I'm continue to wake up until I, you know, I do it and then knowing me it's just like once it once that happens and okay what's the next challenge okay uh this this is an interesting question i always i always like this question um what um are you or what have you uh been hesitant to tell me within the course of our our relationship um i'm gonna have to flip that one back on you because okay. i what have I been hesitant to tell you? Um, crazy thing about it, I think what I just said. Because okay. what I've been hesitant, because it, it's a fear of mine. Yeah, yeah. And I don't often speak about fears. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it doesn't really matter who who it is. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really get into that side of me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, I've been hesitant to tell you because it's just like, you know, for what? Yeah. This yeah. fear that I have to do as much as I possibly can because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to seem like I'm someone like that's selfish. Yeah. You know, trying to go after just what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to do and forget about, you know, everything and everyone else. Because mm-hmm. um, I've had it said to me before. Okay. And so... Yeah. That's why it's a fear of mine. That's why I've been hesitant to, you know, explain those things to you mm-hmm. because it's just like I'm tired of being misunderstood. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Any anything you have been hesitant to tell me? <laughs> I feel I feel like I've been quite frank oh. with you. <laughs> uh, I've definitely been more than forward. Um, the only thing that I that I, I know that I was hesitant to tell you was um, it was like the first time that 
you and I, it wasn't a disagreement, but like we just, I guess, didn't see eye to eye on something. And um, something, we were in a situation with a group of people, right? And we were trying to accomplish something and it didn't quite work out. But I felt like um, your demeanor and attitude in the moment was counterintuitive to what we were trying to do, counterproductive to what we were trying to do. So um, I was hesitant to say something to you about it because honestly it was okay so i have this this relationship this this new friendship and we're we're building it we get to know each other more and like he's he's awesome and he's a straight black dude like that's fucking crazy to me like other than my brother i don't really have that so in my mind it was very fragile also my experiences with people that were like you was it's gonna be a problem so i already knew okay first of all you you can be a little bit stinking when you're in your mood, when you're in your, in your way. And then I'm like, historically, it's been negative. So I was hesitant to say something because I'm like, well, this could this could go bad, you know. But um, I was quite surprised. We we had, a, it, was, it was a quick, like, disagreement. It didn't last more than like 30 seconds. Um, and went on about our day. And I thought about it the whole night. I really did. I'm like, I, I, this this might be something. The next day, I saw you. As soon as, as soon as uh, I saw you, you walked up to me, and you put breakfast down, and you were like, "Yo, I apologize about yesterday, whatever." I was like, "Wow, wow." So that was. Uh, <laughs> you remember this? I do. I was like, I'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, like so that that was that was a trip for I me. Could I could be nice like, sometimes. Yeah, you're a nice guy. Cut it out. I apologize sometimes. <laughs> nah, I appreciated that. that shit. For me, that was like a pivotal moment in our in our friendship. Yeah. Um, because up until then I was used to fighting niggas. Like I really was. Like I'm like, this is what it is, you know. So it was it was really refreshing. Um but after that, like I really don't have I don't hesitate um to you know, to say much of anything um that I may be feeling. Um right. so I mean you know that shit. What's the one thing you never want me to forget. I'll I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll let you. I'll let you finish no, it out. I got it. You you got it. I got it. Okay. How much I care about you. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like you are my brother. Yes. You've you corrected know. me a lot with that. Huh? So you've corrected me a lot yeah, with I that. Don't, this is my friend. No, no, fuck. <laughs> but um, you're my brother. Mm-hmm. And. You know, you have been through, you know, in the time that we've known each other, you know, you have been through quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some real difficult shit that a lot of other people would, you know, mm-hmm. would run from. But, you know, in those times, you know, I've tried to be there, you know, for you as much as I, mm-hmm. as much as I could, you know, while giving you your space to process and, um, you know, do what you need to do. Right. But always know you know the same way you feel about me that i feel about you and it's just mm-hmm. i care i care about you and i'll do anything in this world for you right so if nothing else yeah never forget that shit yes sir uh i would say something pretty similar to that you know i, I have certain people in my life you know that are not like technically blood but i know that like you know when i get on like they'll probably be taken care of more than some of my blood people. You know what I'm saying? You're one of those people for sure. Like I think about, this is stuff I think about when I'm like, oh, when I'm able to be successful 
it'll be it'll be really nice to be able to you know just be like yo like you know, I just put 10K in your account just because I love you. Keep it, you know, and there's nothing just because I'm able to do that, you know, and I think about stuff and, and you cross my mind when I think about stuff like that, because you've been here for me. And like you said, this this it's been it's been difficult, you know, um, and even when I didn't really understand what was going on, you you showed up for me. Um, and I appreciate that. Um, I do get to be my 100 percent self. I. I'm reckless and I'm reckless, you know, but like, you don't, you don't, you don't care. I, I, I just appreciate it. Um, I also don't ever want you to forget that you are not an ordinary person. There are certain people who walk this earth who are ordinary and they'll do ordinary things and that's okay. We need those people as well, you know, but then there are other people who there's just, there's something about you. And it kind of frustrates me because I'm normally, I read people very well, like, I know who I pretty much knew who you were within like the first five minutes of like, you know, talking to you and meeting you like I, I knew, you know, but there's something about you that I can't place. Like there's something that's special and different about you that I, I can't quantify it. But I think it's the thing that like helps you to succeed the way you do and help you move into rooms the way that you do. I don't know what that thing is, but it's something. Shit, I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, and I'm not the only person that sees it. There's, there's a, it, it, we've, the friend, the friend group has talked about it before. It's like this, you know, it's beautiful though. And I want you, even if you can't figure out what it is, lean into that. Like recognize that you have it and, and use that. Um, you're, you are a special person and I, I'm really, really glad that I have you in my life. Same, same. I like this. Me too.